0: Today's podcast is with a guy who is uh, somewhat of a contradiction. He pairs two worlds that many people don't assume go together. Country and city, nature and technology, rodeo and Facebook. He blends the mythology of the cowboy with the tech smarts of the YouTuber. He is a cowboy in the age of TikTok, which is so bizarre. It's like John Wayne with Snapchat, you know, a rancher and YouTuber. He has a LinkedIn profile. He's a very smart, savvy businessman. He's also the star of the Netflix original series, How to Be a Cowboy. If you haven't seen it, it is well worth checking out. It is wholesome, entertaining and fun. And it is a show with American values. And one of the few reasons left to have a Netflix account if you're looking for American values. he, he he some would say he's unflappable he's smooth you know the strong silent type but he's really not actually very silent um he's a role model in a time of glorified supervillains he is a a strong man in the area of weakness i think he's very very funny i think you're going to see a side of him that you haven't necessarily seen before i don't think he's a contradiction um, but you know, he runs cows and then tweets about Jesus, uh, when he isn't riding bulls or birthing calves, he's coming up for ideas of his clothing line. He's a busy man. Gets up four 30 in the morning to maintain the radiator ranch, the largest ranch in Texas. Don't fact check that. Cause it's anyway, please, please welcome the greatest bull rider of all time, Dale Brisby. You know, it's sad if I asked you what the leading cause of death is in the U.S. and the world, people would say cancer. It's not. It's abortion. Since Roe versus Wade, over 63 million babies have been aborted in the U.S. That's one in four pregnancies that don't choose life. In the midst of this epidemic and tragedy, we can do something about it. We have partnered here at the Blaze with the Ministry of Preborn. Yeah, they sat in my office a few months ago and I said, "Let's rescue babies. Let's rescue babies. Let's do something that people, um, you know, don't they're uncomfortable talking about in the media, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. They are the direct competition to planned parenthood. They are the largest provider of ultrasounds, free ultrasounds in the US. They let women see their baby on an ultrasound and hear the heartbeat. When she does, she's 80% more likely to choose life for her baby. Preborn has a passion to save unborn babies from abortion, and they also have a passion to see people find the peace of Christ. Over the past 15 years, preborn centers have counseled 340,000 women considering abortion. 169 babies are alive today because of that. So, will you help us? Because you're the hero of every preborn baby in this nation, and um, uh, you're an ambassador for eternal life, every mom, dad, and family. Mm-hmm. What I'd like you to do is uh, help us by donating at pound 250. Say the keyword baby, that's ta- pound 250. Get involved, find out about it. Do what you can. How many babies can you and your family circle save? Preborn.com slash Glenn. Welcome, Dale. Glad to be here. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've seen a hat quite like that. It's a little fuzzy. It looks like... um, Looks like one of those old '70s pimp hats, but I'm sure it's not made out of the same fabric as that. I mean, it's a cowboy version of of that.
1: But it was made at the same time. It's an old school hat. Is it? Yeah. 1970s. Uh, yes. Uh, my brother says it's corn dog color, and uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Ameri- I've never seen one like it. American Hat Company. They're right here in Texas. They made it for me, but it's it's a it's a body from the '70s. Really? Yeah. Kind of the uh, uh, what is it? Is it, is it beaver felt? What is it? What's it made out of? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's like from the uh, um, kind of the urban cowboy era. Yeah. That's that's yeah. my style. Yeah. You I remember know. that movie? Yeah. What, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. John Travolta. Yeah. Um,
0: which is because you're a real cowboy. I mean, you're not a. You right. know, we make I, a lot of jokes, but yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I own a ranch, but I am, you know. All hat, no cattle, pretty much. I, there mean, you go. I, don't, I am not. The other people are like, "Yes, sir." We got to move the cows, and I'm like, "I'm gonna stand here and watch right. you do it." Let's call somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, to be a cowboy is that
1: is a different, hard and dangerous life. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, but um, I was kind of born into it, so I not really. I've never really known any other life outside of it, personally. So it it, it is dangerous. I mean, last night we were bucking bulls bucking horses just at my house you know and then we just get done wipe off our hands like all right let's go eat. yeah just it's just kind of an everyday so, thing i mean how do you i gotta believe that if you're
0: if you're riding bulls you don't have a good back very long
1: yeah i've actually had two back <laughs> surgeries Have you so really? it's funny because of that <laughs> yes yeah yep so I've i've had i just i'm recovering from a collarbone surgery um surgery on my hand surgery on my face surgery. From, my, from what from all from riding? yes yeah, sir so well mostly from rodeo so in rodeo arena there's two areas there's rough stock and timed events so the timed events are the roping events like team Correct. roping uh where the rough from stock amazing. is uh bareback saddle bronc bull riding and bullfighting. That's what the bullfighters do. And so. The Spanish bullfighters? No, like they'll just go in and distract the bull while the bull rider, like a rodeo clown. Okay. Okay. okay, I've seen that. Okay. So I grew up completely on the rough stock end of the arena. So we did cowboy. Like when I was born, like um, I was born, my dad worked on the pitchfork ranch. Mm -hmm. It's right next to the four sixes that a lot of people are hearing about today. Yeah. Um, So we grew up cowboying, but he was also a rough stock, you know, rodeo cowboy and so we were all i mean like that was just second nature for us to
0: your dad die on a
1: on a bull uh well he was a when when he passed he was a pickup man um which he means did, what so when you get on a like a, a bucking horse mm-hmm. you don't always just jump off if you make a successful ride oh yeah somebody comes and rides somebody and grabs you. so that's what he was doing okay and um it was about eight years ago he was 55 and he he had a heart attack he was horseback it was i'm sorry yeah may 2nd 2013
0: but um but that's how
1: i lost my dad around the same time
0: and oh really yeah there's there's i don't know i mean i lost my mom when i was young and that made a huge impact but there's something for guys when you lose your dad it's just you just lose a you just lose like one of the points on your compass in a way
1: you know what i mean The oh, one that you can man. call and go, can you recalibrate? Me? It is, it's crazy that you phrase it like that. You know, like in 2020, 2021, I've had to, because both my granddads have passed too. So mm. it's kind of being the oldest son in the family, I've now become the patriarch of sorts. It's and weird, isn't it? Having employees, like now all of a sudden having to navigate this world that we're in, I'm now looked upon by, you know, dozens of people and it's heavy. It is. Back, you know, when he was alive, it was, well, I'll just default to whatever he does. Right. You know? Right. And, uh, and so now. How many now times was, do you think, what would my dad be doing? Oh my gosh, every day. Yeah. But it's really even just with, not only with what I see going on in the world, but also just business and relationships yeah. and. Um, but the stuff going on in the world is probably what's probably put the most stress on. And, and of course, everybody's going through, you're going through it. I mean, everybody's, everybody's going through, going it, through so. it. Everybody's going through it. Um, and, and
0: it's, it's insane. I, I don't know how you got onto Netflix. I mean, honestly, cause I mean, what you stand for your lifetime entertainment and everything else, but you're still very American and uh, not hanging out with the Hollywood crowd
1: yes sir (laughs) Yep. you know i've just one day at a time and it it kind of i think one of the reasons why you know there were a lot of networks interested in that show they're still interested in that show um you know not just netflix um and i think the cowboy way of life is something sought after by a lot of people i think i i think um
0: yellowstone to me is a confusing show Uh, because I find myself going, yeah, that's the way they should have handled him. (laughs) And you're like, wait, no, that's wrong. But there's something about right and wrong, knowing what it is, and they clearly don't know what it is in many ways. But this, look, this this has to be dealt with right Uh, now. No politics, no bullcrap. Let's fix this, because all of us here know what's right and wrong. You know what I mean? And again, they go way over the wrong side, but um, it's really, it's refreshing and confusing at the same time. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when somebody has a code, when somebody has, you know, a line that they're, there, there's times when it's, it's an easy black and white, yeah. but there's other times when it's, it's not so easy to make those decisions. And when you're able to watch somebody. Whether it's on social media or on paramount you know netflix what have you then you know and it, it just it's refreshing to know that there's people out there that do have a code and um they're gonna stick by Who do you look and, to for code who's who's got a code you know it's crazy like i've got i've got questions in the back of my mind for you selfishly <laughs> you know i went monday i was on marcus luttrell's podcast and mm-hmm. and we need to make an entertaining podcast for, yeah. but during that podcast with him i'm asking him questions like because i'm thinking i literally thought my dad would probably have the same thought as this man you know marcus yeah. so like i'm asking him questions yeah and i'm hanging on every word yeah, yeah i've yeah. got i've got kind of a council of guys that, that i good. think are wise that but but then i'll soak up moments like this right here where i can get some wisdom from someone well
0: likewise so we're both looking for the same thing A good friend of mine, who was one of the most ethical men I've ever met, he he actually worked in the Nixon White House and was the only one that no one interviewed because they were all like, "He not got anything." Everybody else was interviewed, Um, but uh, uh, he came into my office one time and he said, "Where are all the pictures of your heroes?" And I said, "What?" And he said, "Glenn." You're moving in a fast world. He said, pick your top five people for the traits you want and put them on your desk. Yes, sir. He said, because when you're having to make snap decisions, that's your counsel. Yes, sir. You know them. Yes, sir. What would they do? And I've done that
1: and it's really quite helpful. Uh, Yes, sir. I definitely have like a version of that for sure. You know, like with each area of my life, for instance, the fundamentals of bull riding. You know, I'm going to talk to J.B. Moon. You know, I, I mm-hmm. happen to be the greatest of all time, so I, I'm <laughs> teaching J.B. But, sure, you know, if I did yeah. have a question, that's who right. I would call. Right. If it's, uh, it, you know, my dad and my granddad were two separate, completely different people. Um, different. My mom's dad. So my dad, when he passed, he had $800 in his account and we split it four ways. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't have traded it for any amount of money. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have any debt either, so that was mm-hmm. great. But I'm saying like he was a cowboy. And if you look through the lens of money, you wouldn't call him successful. Mm-hmm. Uh my granddad on the other hand, he you know heck it might have gone to the church. I don't know, but he, he died with a different he was a businessman and he wasn't a cowboy but and so I wouldn't tip a waitress without asking him. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't buy a truck, make an offer. He really taught me how to wheel and deal. My dad, however, like He taught me how to be a man, I believe. I know I don't look like it. Uh, It's only because I'm so much fat, but I've actually
0: lost 12 pounds. And one of the reasons that is happening is because I have built bars. Uh, (sighs) I hate eating healthy. I hate it. Um, I like all the things that are bad for me. My wife tried to get me to eat this and say, you know, you don't have to have a candy bar. And I'm like, yes, I do. And she's like, these are really good. And I'm like, "Mm, doubt, doubt it. And she'd eat them. But she's healthy and she does stuff like that. I don't. Uh, I've been eating them now for about two years. And I may have eaten more than you should, but it was like the same calorie five bars like the same calories as m&ms i'm just saying honey anyway there are 130 calories there are only four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs 17 grams of protein they're made with a hundred percent real chocolate and they have amazing flavors that you're gonna love mint brownie is my favorite mm-hmm. coconut chocolate mm-hmm you'll find your own flavor built.com use the promo code Beck 15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code Beck 15, 15% off now at built.com. So tell me, I mean, it's weird. I'm asking this question with a guy. Cause I would think cowboys would take their glasses off. And I know you never do um, <laughs> <laughs> just out of politeness. So you could see your eyes. Um, what is a cowboy?
1: <sighs> Cause there is, I mean, when you meet one, you know. You know, um, another mentor of mine in this industry, his name's Cody Johnson, he's a, a, a singer, and he, uh, he said he was talking to the guy that wrote the biography for Chris Ledoux. Mm-hmm. Chris Ledoux is a cowboy, bareback rider, country singer, he mm-hmm. passed of cancer, but the guy writing the biography, Cody asked him, like, what's the one thing you wished you would have put in that book that you didn't? And he said it was Chris's definition of a cowboy, and that's, let your yes be yes, and you're no be no mm-hmm. and uh that was chris LeDoux's definition of a cowboy and and that's always stuck with me you know there's there's uh there are traits of a if you're looking for a cowboy that can literally get the cows caught and we can talk about that you know which of which i am the best <laughs> but then there's other traits where you're dang right marcus luttrell is a cowboy yeah you, you bet. know like you bet he's actually he can actually also get the cows caught but, yeah he can do
0: a lot of things right <laughs> we can do a lot of things but there is um that's why I, I mean i pine for my ranch because i'm surrounded by farmers and cowboys yes sir and they understand community and they understand failure yes sir you know because they all fail at some point and then they understand the community because if you failed You're going to help them that year because they're failing. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Because we're all in it together,
1: and their word is cowboy contract man. Yes, sir. Handshake. And and you know, there's 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 rats in every industry. Sure, sure, sure. One thing that you know Yellowstone is kind of helping with is 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 uh, I I think is showing that there's more to. I mean, running a ranch is like running a business and you've got your, your upper level management that's got to make these decisions and have the cognitive power to see what's going on, make it you know profitable mm-hmm. and uh, see the future. You've got people that manage people that um, need to be good with those people and making decisions. And then you've got the technical guys that they're really there for the neck down and they need to be able to rope that calf right now. And um, it's just like any other business where you've got those three levels and people just think we're all here you know dipping tobacco and kicking animals and that's not the case that's not the case my neighbor has uh i
0: think two or three thousand buffalo and first of all it will make you want to go back in time and see when it was twenty thousand or thirty thousand coming yes sir because twenty five hundred buffalo coming your way you hear it before you see it, oh, yeah. and you see the smoke, you know, the dust rising up. I mean, it's a powerful experience. But as I'm there and I'm with the owner and some other people and my wife and kids, and we're all in the bed of the truck, okay? We went parked, and then they had, you know, they started spraying food, so the buffalo are coming running, and we stay in the bed of the truck. Right. Well, they surround the truck, and yes, there was sir. one cowboy— Who just kept walking around the truck and I watched him. I mean, he was communicating with them. Right. And you know, Buffalo or like any big animal, they'll kill you. Yeah. They're pretty mean. Yeah. And they would come towards and he would look at them and move towards them. Like, this is my herd. Yes, sir. You'll protect yours. I'm protecting mine. And it was fascinating to watch because if he wasn't there,
1: They would have come towards us. Yeah, they just kind of run all over you. Yeah. No, there's the same way with when guys are interacting with, for instance, bucking bulls. You know, and you can kind of teach a bull the the way, you know, if you climb on the fence and you're constantly on the fence when you're handling a bucking bull, you know, it'll teach him to be mean and then he'll start running you up the fence. Whereas Uh. if you kind of handle, and you got to watch, you know you got to watch your six. You don't just turn your back on him. Right. You know, because some of them won't care. Oh yeah. But it's just interesting to see, you know, in the arena, they know, they know to turn it on. It's like, you know, they enjoy it. You know, you can't make these animals do anything. You you believe that? Because my daughter,
0: she loves animals and everything else. We go to a rodeo and she's like, dad, this is so cruel. And I'm like, oh, if, it's, it's a, it's part of life. And do you think the animal
1: activists would not have video everywhere if they were beating these animals, like I said, uh, maybe you can find an exception, but as far like some of these bulls and horses are worth 50 60 hundred thousand dollars, yeah um take a horse for instance those that's an animal of flight, so if he's scared or if he's in pain, he's gonna run right, so the flank and, and some of them are mares, they don't even have jelly beans. how are you gonna tie it <laughs> around their jelly? you know what I mean like you might have a mare bucking horse and and uh if she doesn't want to buck, she's gonna run so when you see her bucking that means that that's in her DNA and and they'll get stronger and better at it throughout their career and the it's like you feed them better and then they buck better you know mm. why would that be the case if they didn't want to do that 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 flank is like tightening up your belt um you know but but like i said there you you can maybe go on the internet and find an exception, but yeah, there's gonna, rats in every industry yeah, yeah, you know yeah. but like I don't know any of them personally. Yeah. We love our animals. And, uh, and when you
0: see, when you see horses, I mean, I am, I, <laughs> we were getting them all cause they, all our cattle stay up on the ranch and then it gets too cold in the winter. So we have to truck them down to the yeah, farm. Sir. Right. And, uh, so we're rounding them all up. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so everybody's just like, just get in the rhino and just follow. And, uh, Ah, these two bulls, they were not afraid of me at all. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> right. come on guys, come on, yeah. <laughs> nothing. But these horses and the cowboys, those horses are amazing. Right. And it looks like if you could talk to them, it looks like this is great fun for them. Absolutely. The way they move and they anticipate. I mean, it's, it's one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed.
1: And and that might be one of the things, for instance, your daughter, she, she, she might be watching those animals and she's thinking in human terms, you know, like, so for somebody to rope one of us, you know, it's going to feel a certain way. Well, these animals, like they'll stand outside in a hailstorm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just, their, their pain tolerance, everything is completely different. You know, they'll get bit by a rattlesnake, a cow will in the jaw and you may not even know it. Six months later, she's fine. A human can't get bit on the bit by a rattlesnake and be fine, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, I, th- I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot in the Western world that is just a myth to people, and uh, so people make assumptions. Mm-hmm. But I will say that uh, you know Chris Dewey had a song, you just can't see us from the road, and the internet has changed that, and so there's a huge interest in this industry, hence the show, hence my show right. how to be a cowboy on netflix but and do you then think that's do you think that's
0: because of the i mean i don't watch yellowstone i watch yellowstone partly because of the beauty it's just such a beautiful place but mainly i watch it just because it's like they speak my language yeah, you know sure. what i mean you know, not the killing part but right. they just speak my language i understand
1: that world where i think there's well they use a lot of hungry common sense. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Right. They're relatable. Right. Is what I, I believe is. And th- and that's your everyday rancher is that way. For some reason people just think to be a cowboy you have to have an IQ that's you know, below this or that, you know, and that's not the case. You know, it's it's uh I'm trying to think I don't think I've ever met a stupid cowboy. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you
1: know. there may be a few out yeah, there, sure but, there are. but the point is is like it's just you know we're middle america you know um can we just talk i
0: mean i don't even know if you can talk about this but the meat thing i mean i was just in colorado that what they're doing meat. for water yeah oh uh, beef right yes sir um what they're doing for water they're now saying in colorado that water is a Natural resource that belongs to the state, and you can't even collect rainwater. Wow. That's insanity. Wow. Insanity. Um, The things that are happening all over the country are just killing our farmers and our ranchers, and then you have these
1: four big companies who you cannot convince me they're not the mob. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yes, 100% just there how can be how can there be this much of a shortage but when i personally take my calves to the sale barn i'm getting pennies you're getting pennies i mean that's the thing
0: nobody understands it i can't i'm only keeping them because i can afford it the average person can't you can't raise your cows
1: and and make and break even really at this so my my whole program how to be a cowboy you know it's you watch my interns and i'll teach these guys So because of that interest in this industry, people message me every day, 30, 40, 50, 100 messages a day. How do I get started ranching? You know, because I'm a quote unquote influencer in this. And so they'll come to me like, yeah, I want to have a family, want to have this, want to have that. You know, like, okay, well, did you inherit millions of dollars? Yeah. Because if not, like, you're not just going to buy land, buy cows and make a bunch of money. Doesn't work that way.
0: I asked the guy who who runs my ranch. I said, uh, he said, you want to make a million dollars in this business? And I said, yeah. "Yeah." And he said, good. Start with 10.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you're just,
0: you're never going to, it's hard, hard work, but right now everything is being stacked against, you know, I think they've made the decision that we're not going to eat meat unless you're very, very wealthy. Uh,
1: Well, you know, one of the, the people in my council, so to speak, you know, we were talking about just the, the state of the dollar and all that. And, and, and he said, you know, there'll come a time when this country will apologize to those, to producers in, in every industry, not just mm-hmm. the agriculture industry, but like, hey guys, we're sorry. You don't have to do this, that, or the other to do business. What can we do for you? You know, and, and I just hope that that time is sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know, but I, I think that's coming when it's just hopefully it'll become obvious. Like,
0: hopefully it'll happen before we commit national suicide.
1: That, exactly. You know, yes. Like, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic.
0: Where's America's bottom? Might be suicide. I hope not. I hope we come to our senses and go, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Guys, sorry. I was at this wild party. I lost control. Hey. I vomited on everything. I'll clean
1: it up. Hey, you remember when I said that thing? <laughs> I didn't mean that anymore. If you want to go back to feeding us, that would be great. be great. And we will respond in kind and say, you bet. But man, if we could just get a little help. If the last two years have taught us anything, it's that you have to take control
0: of your own health. It is clear you can't rely on the government or Big Pharma to protect you and your family. I've never I've never seen anything happen in medicine where the doctors are like, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, your lungs might collapse and you will cough blood out in maybe a week. But here, take some aspirin, go home, call me if it gets worse. That's insane. That's why I called um, uh, a doctor, a very famous doctor when I had covid. He's the guy who invented Z-Stack and it is an immune boosting supplement it's got all kinds of stuff in it. And you, I mean, he'll give you the formula, but you can go to the, you know, buy a billion bottles or he has formulated this. His name is Dr. Vladimir Zelenko. He is a world renowned doctor. President Trump credited him with the successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine. But Z-Stack is what he's made. And it's been made scientifically. Um, It's all scientifically formulated. It is also kosher and GMP certified. And it's produced right here in America. I, again, take this every day. He became my doctor um, during my last bout with COVID. And I will tell you, uh, I uh, want to say... He healed me. He gave me the medicine that other doctors would not give. And he also explained why these things work together. And I've been taking his immune system, boosting the Z-Stack uh, for, well, since I got sick. And I will take it every day until we pass this nonsense. ZstackLife.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck. Get a discount off your first order zstacklife.com slash Beck, promo code Beck. Part of the problem with our society is we don't know where our food
1: came from. We have no idea. Right. No, it Wh- came from the store in a little tray. Which is okay if you'll just trust us, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's safe right now. It's there. Like, just let us, you know, like get somebody over here watching us that knows what they're doing. Don't make these decisions based on... I don't know. Like I don't. It's just crazy to me. Like cow farts, really? You know, really? Is that? Are we talking about that? Yeah, we are. Are we really yeah. talking about like? Yeah. I don't understand it. Like I really don't. And but it it makes sense. Like as far as like in this, it's a chess game to them. Yeah. But man, you're you're playing with like people's livelihoods. Like, and I'm not even talking about mine. I'm talking about like people that need to eat what I'm producing. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's, what's, what's odd is I was talking to a guy
0: whose father or grandfather was a rancher here, turn of the century. And uh, he said, and I'll show you pictures of Dallas. There's not a tree anywhere. Right. He's like, it might have well been Kansas. There was nothing here. Uh-huh. All of this stuff, all of the beautiful trees and everything else, for the most part here has been brought in. Right. You know, it's been planted, et cetera, et cetera. And yet... That's not the message you get. We man has come in and destroyed everything.
1: Right? Yeah, I don't understand it. I d- I know that like where I'm at out in r- outside of city limits, you know, there's there's just a certain way of life that it's like people on in the news are tell me like how bad it is for this and that reason and how we're d- but like I'm not seeing it where I'm at. I like I mean, that's just not. Yeah. Maybe that's true for you in city limits, but I don't think it not is not the case. Yeah. You know, like right here, like I, I don't think that's anyway. We were,
0: we were talking about this the other day, just on COVID. We live in Texas. We've been back to normal for a long time. Right. And you hear these people on TV and you're like, really? Well, it's like, this is your life. You're still locked in. You still yeah. can't
1: go places. <clears throat> you got to move past that. Yeah. I, well, it's like, who is getting affected then? Because it's not athletes, it's not celebrities, it's not, you know, like everything's fine, except for us out here, you know, in the middle, like, apparently, I don't understand, like, I knew when he came on and said last summer, this past summer, he's like, we're not through this yet. It was just like a, a, it was like a wave of peace. I was just like, oh, snaps, that means we're through it. <laughs> you know what i mean like I, just, I didn't mean to i wasn't trying to be like no, I know, that i wasn't I know. trying but it was just I like know. oh man it was yeah. my it was the first moment where i was like man we're through this thing yeah you i think,
0: know i think everybody i mean when you have real big you know liberal pundits who have been screaming for you know practically internment camps saying it's wow enough it's wow <laughs> it's crazy did you see the I, did you see the latest poll was 40% of the American populace now says if you're not getting your kids vaccinated, you should
1: have your kids taken away from you. That, I, I saw that. Yes. That, and what is that? But at the same time, what year is it that we're allowed to see what it is in it? Like yeah. 2099 or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like when we're all dead, like, yeah. wait a second, wait a second, you're going to make me take it, but I, you can't even tell me what's in it. Yeah. And you, you—it's—it's it's alarming that it's one thing if you can't tell me what's in it, but it's another thing if like, no, you we won't. know what's in it. We just won't tell you yeah. till twenty ninety nine. I like, know. How hey, you make sense of that? What if I did that with my beef? Right. You know. What if you what? did that with Viagra? What if I, did I have that?
0: to watch this Viagra commercial where they're taking separate baths, which I don't even understand, right. and then. In a 60 second commercial, I have to hear about all of the side effects no kidding. and worry about a, you know, what, four it, hour, six hour <laughs> erection. I mean, I don't want to think about those things, but they make us think about and those it's things. A, and
1: it's a rule. They got to have that. They at have the end to. Of that. Yeah.
0: And yet, we can't even ask questions. Yeah.
1: Side effects may include depression, yeah. suicide. Right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to make sense of it to be honest like i'm just out here i'm just receiving all this information and i'm just trying to make sense of it as a, as an american you know the other thing i don't know what to do with is a dollar that would that would be what my question for you is just you know from friend to friend like think seriously like, a, like think
0: like a german jew in 1935 or 38 you got to put it into something that holds its <coughs> value uh-huh um i mean you have meat um but uh, put it in things, land, you know, I know people who have a lot of money, and they've bought uh, really, really super classic cars mm-hmm. because they know, a, you know, 68 Mustang Shelby will always you bet. hold its value, right. you know what I mean? Just find things that you know, like from food, uh, cigarettes, alcohol, all the way to art, Anything that is tangible uh-huh. that you know will never go out of style. You bet. You know what I mean? That it will always, a lot of people in Germany, in the end, they traded their art for their lives. They traded. Dang. Yeah. They they traded. Dang. That's a heavy thought. It is. I mean, you know who Dave Rubin is? No, sir. No. So he's a big podcaster and he's Jewish and I he just moved out of California and I said to him, Dave, I've never thought this way before, ever, but I think I can begin to understand how Jewish people didn't learn, leave Germany. That they, they, were, they were demonized. They were called all kinds of names. People talked about putting them in camps, but you still think, it's ah, not going to happen.
1: Right. At what point do you go... Did, These people will do it. Did, did, have you ever read the book uh, How Do You Kill 12 Million yeah. People? Andy Andrews. Yeah, Andy Andrews. Is great. So it's a short book, but he's yeah. like how do you literally, like, if you think about it, like 11, 12 million people. That's, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Uh, how do you how do you kill them? Like, well, the, the at the at the end of the book, it's spoiler alert. He <laughs> says you lie to them. Yeah. And that that was like, and I read that book like 10 years ago. That that really, and it stuck with me in the back of my head. But yeah.
0: It, anyway. And that's, what, that's what's happening. Um, <clears throat> are you seeing people from, like we used to be a group of people, and we'll never get back there unless we, you know, we used to say e pluribus unum, and uh, from many, one. Yes. Sir. And I always thought, I never really understood, you know, I, I knew the phrase, but what was the unum? And it's the Bill of Rights. <laughs> if you don't agree with the Bill of Rights, I can't talk to you about anything. We have nothing in common. Um, are you seeing people who have maybe voted differently or disagree on things? Have you started to see them at all start to shift and go, you know, i might be on
1: the wrong side of the bill of rights here. Are you seeing any shift? I think the shift is that it may not necessarily be people, you know, it's hard for people to admit if they're wrong or right. But I think the shift is definitely that there's a lot more people being way more quiet than they were at a certain time, you know? Um, That's because, not helpful. You know, well, I'm saying, like, they're pretty loud about, I mean, like, how did, Right, like, how how has... We're definitely not in a better place than we were a year and a half, but there seem to be a whole lot less people, you know, as far... Like, I'm saying, like, things have gone a certain direction where you'd think everybody that was complaining would still be complaining, but, like... I don't know, like, <clears throat> I, what I, I, I feel like there's not a lot of hope right now, you know, just for, for the everyday person, you know, as far as this country is concerned. So, I feel that today. Am, I, am I right? Am no, I wrong? Yeah, no, you're like right. You you're like, right,
0: absolutely right. Um, but I think the, because um, I feel that today, I just, I, just, I read the news today. And it's just like there's a noose that is around all of our necks and it's just being tightened slowly, you know, and we're helping not us, but the people we elected and the things that we've tolerated for so long. We're just. You know, how does a man go bankrupt very slowly and then all of a sudden? Yes, sir. um, How's this? How's this coming? Well, it's been very slow, but it's coming faster and faster every day. And. uh but then I look at things like you called me and said, I'll take refugees. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. You know, we never talked about that on the air or anything, but yeah. you called and said, I want to help. Millions of Americans heard, we have to leave those people there. Right. And we had no ability, no experience, we had nothing. And somebody just said, let's go get them. Yeah, let's go there you get go. them. Yeah and we did yes yeah, sir and i think all they need is the example of stop listening to the lies right. stop listening to people who clearly are not doing things in your best interest telling you who you are and what you can do yep. that's just absolutely un-american and i lived through the carter years and that's the only thing that changed it was Ronald Reagan came in and said, you're not that, we're this.
1: So, I mean, w- so what's the, a guy like me, you know, I'm a cowboy, I live in Texas and I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to, you know, run a ranch. I'm trying to teach young people. What, what, what's, what's the next step? What's the solution? Like, what, what do I do as a, for instance, I was talking about being the, 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 the patriarch of my family. If I've got, you know, 15, 16 people looking to me as a leader, you know. So, <clears throat> first, lead by example. So,
0: be the man you are, always. Yes, Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adopting something I've heard a long, time, a long time ago, and I always thought it was pretty easy. It's not right now. It's not. So, you have to really double down. Do the next right thing. Yes, sir. Whatever that is, just do the next right thing. Don't worry about the future. What is right right now? Not easy, not convenient, not popular, but what is right? Do that. And then do the next right thing. That's, that's really important. You have a different um, place because you're media and and a celebrity and it's weird, isn't it? It's weird.
1: It, it's different, yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Yeah.
0: It's different. Uh, and it it plays. All, I know because I've gone through it. It plays all kinds of weird mind games with you. Um, and uh, don't lose your soul. You yeah, have sure. an extra category. You don't bet. lose your soul. You start to
1: want something. Quit. Yes, yeah, sir. You know I, what I mean? A hundred percent. No, there's been opportunities to sell my soul for things. Oh and, yeah. And like, I just- There's always I'm a buyer. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm just, there's, I just, I was, and people for some reason, like with what I do on social media and, you know, it's a, it's a pretty replicatable thing. You know, mm-hmm. with social media, there's fundamentals, mm-hmm. of building a business, building an audience on social media, you know, essentially you bring value. I do it through co- comedy and entertainment. And uh, and then you you just replicate it, rinse and repeat every day. But um, um, there's there's shortcuts, you know, that that a guy mm-hmm. could take. But I just I've 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 adopted that, and I'm not gonna sell my soul to make. Anyway, people for some reason when they look at what I do, they think it might be like a flash in the pan or whatnot of like with being on social media. And so guys will come up to me that don't understand. What I'm doing is like what are you gonna do if this ends tomorrow and uh I was like well what are you gonna do if you get fired tomorrow you know and before before the first video like I was living in my sister's office doctoring in yearlands for twelve dollars an hour and that's the happiest I've ever been so if 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 I get canceled for some reason and they turn the switch off you know hopefully I've made good decisions where at least when I got to go back to doing that I got better horses you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know like i, I I'm my peace is determined by, you know, the Lord, not money. Um, if you stay there, because
0: fame and fortune, battery acid. Yes, People sir. all want it. Yes, sir. No, you don't. You really don't. Yeah, not it's, necessarily. <laughs> it's a really high price. There's a reason you make so much money, because you are trading something, you know what I mean? Whether that's time privacy or just the onslaught of whatever you're trading that that's one of the reasons they pay you a, f- a whole yes, lot of money because y- y- you will get into it and go this isn't worth it yes, it's sir. not worth it um but it's velvet handcuffs and 100 once you start seeing what you can have it will fade over time. It will change. I should yes, say sir. that it'll change. And that change might come in uncomfortable ways. And if that happens and you're not right with the Lord, you will st- you'll be like a man drowning yes, and you'll sir. grab for anything to keep your head above water and it, you will Yes, sir. You'll
1: you'll be a you'll you'll sell out fast and bad. Well, if, and I think a lot of people look at life through it it sounds like this might be one of the points you're, you're you're trying to make but people when you look at life through the lens of money mm-hmm. you know it, it makes you think that that might be the answer to a problem but if there's ever been one millionaire commit suicide then that's not true which there have been you know there's a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and famous people and that just Like why, if that is the answer to the problem, why would they ever choose that route? You know, you are, you know, I just watched something on uh, Charlie Chaplin.
0: Uh, It was a documentary and, um, you know, he was a fascinating guy, fascinating Um, and brilliant. I mean, I think Mickey Mouse is modeled on Charlie Chaplin. I mean, he changed everything. He was the most famous man in the entire world before fame was really like that. You know what I mean? Um, he came from nothing lived in a one room apartment with his mom on a third story flat in London and bad section of town. She went nuts and it was just the two of them. And then he goes to, she goes to a sanitarium. He comes to America. He almost doesn't make it. You know, something happens as always does. And he hit fame that fast. And, he was married four times. Highest paid actor or highest paid anybody by far for the time. Everyone knew his name. Everyone knew his name. All four of his wives said he never believed that anyone would like him. He always said, why would anyone like me? He was the same scared kind of bully right that he was as a kid even with wow. all that wealth it doesn't it it it'll make your life easier at times but it doesn't change anything yes like, sir nothing
1: no no it doesn't it, no. I mean, if it does it's usually in the wrong direction yeah the problems are problems whether your bank account is full or whether it's you know like it, it's what is it? Somebody uh let's listen to a Joe Rogan podcast or something. A guy was saying, you know, a healthy man wants ten thousand things, a sick man wants one. Yeah. You know, and, and no matter what you have, you know, like there's just We rescued a bunch of Christ-
0: Christians a few years ago in Iraq and I went over and uh I was freaking out a little bit because ISIS knew that we were meeting these Christians in this church and, uh, and they were leaving the next day. We were, ta- we were getting them and then taking them and flying them out. And ISIS uh, said, uh, we know what you're doing and where you are to them. We know where you are. We know what you're doing. And at 8 p.m., we're going to blow up the church. Now, I take ISIS at their <laughs> word. Okay? So did they. I arrived, and it's like 7 o'clock at night. And the church is packed. And I'm really freaked out. And as you should be, <laughs> yeah. And they're all in there going, "We die, we die, we right. go to the Lord." Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. They had nothing. They were being scared to death. They had, these were doctors and lawyers and successful people who literally were living in tents. You know, from the United Nations. You bet. Horrible. Yeah they had nothing left to lose yes yeah, sir and they knew the only thing that mattered was god right it was one of the greatest groups of people i've ever been
1: with well if if you think about like a lot of people i think chase happiness in this life and 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 the word happy is is kind of to me it's tricky because happy is like circumstantial and emotional and and things can happen around you that will affect your happiness. So I like to use the word peace. Yeah. You know, and and if you if you ch- because you can have a bad day and still be at peace. Sure can. But you're not going to be happy. Yeah. And so, you know, as as Christians, you know, we're called to God's just he's not as concerned with our happiness as he is our holiness. Mm-hmm. And so When you, you know, as a Christian, it does not mean you're guaranteed that, you know, Paul was in prison. He wrote most of the New Testament. Right. And and he wrote a lot of those letters from prison. Right. And, um, yeah, it's. Because he knew what was
0: important. What was the, what was the priest's name that was in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany? And he would volunteer to take the beatings for others. And he'd never cry out and uh they hated him so they put him underneath in this cellar underneath one of the deals and he eventually went blind and everything else but they came in to kill him because he was singing all the time (laughs) yeah and they were like you're you got to kill him. He's, right, yeah. he's cheering everybody up. Right. The guy had such peace. He knew who he served and right. what the meaning of life was. Yeah. And it ain't... You,
1: you can't know, kill that him. out of somebody. Yeah, it's amazing. Right. It's amazing. Yes, yeah, sir. And that's just, I mean, I guess ultimately, whenever, at the end of the day, whenever I think about what's going on in the world and, and uh, get nervous about, you know, Communist presidents meeting up. I, I just think that, you know, <laughs> nations will rise and fall, but you know, God's word endures forever. And, and he's not surprised. Right. That was another thing my preacher said. That's exactly. Like he knows, like he knew the oh, one nine was gonna happen. Yep. He knew that was coming. Yeah. So he's not surprised. So um but I, I anyway, it'll be tough. But yeah, I'm old man. <laughs> I do I every day I'm like, man, what would he do? But golly, I'm just glad he doesn't have to.
0: So right before my one. dad died, we were talking about things. And he said, Glenn, I, you know, he was born in 1926. He said, I've seen a lot. <clears> I remember <throat> the Depression. I was there for World War, uh, World War II. My dad fought in World War I. I was there for the good times. I saw Martin Luther King killed. I have lived through the 70s. And Reagan, I said, I've seen it all. He said, and I've always told you, don't worry. He'll make it. Yeah, we have sure. been here before.:
1: Yeah, sure. And
0: then this is like, like a few weeks before he dies, and he said, "But this time, I'm glad I'm not going to be around very much longer because I have no idea how you guys are going to work this out." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Dad, stop."
1: Right, yeah. Well, it's like, Pliny, the, he's a mm-hmm. philosopher. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is the worst generation yet." You know, Well, that was, however long, every generation and your dad and and Mm -hmm. and my dad like you know their generation said that about this upcoming generation but like at what point is somebody right you know like but don't you think i think sorry go go ahead ahead. no no go ahead you know i think it's it's our duty to to find you know find hope and give give this next generation and an answer know and be leaders in that thing and so that's what i'm trying to do that's what i'm trying you know maintaining you know my peace in the midst of these things and that's what Mm -hmm. my pastor told me he was like Mm -hmm. it's not whether or not you're going to go through that trial you're you're they're going to watch you and how you go through it Mm -hmm. is what's going to be important and that'll be your legacy Mm -hmm. and so i don't know what's coming but i think what's important is how we navigate through it like you said like you were saying earlier do the right thing for the right reasons and live with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's uh, uh, it's interesting
0: to me that we are everybody's always down on this generation, but I know history well enough to know that the World War One generation thought the World War Two generation they were nothing but they right you know yeah, that's what I'm saying they, they just thought they were just worthless. But then they did their deal. Correct, and I and I. I wondered with my dad, we talked about this. I said, dad, if you, if you lived through what's coming, do you think that would be a blessing or curse? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, I think in my generation, I've never had to fight for the country. Yes, sir. I've, I've, I've had things come to me relatively easy. I mean, I've worked hard for everything I have, but anyone in America, even the poorest, we are so fortunate. Um, And I think our generation is actually, um, we're not as blessed because we've never, until now, we've never had our, as a generation, Back up against the wall. Yeah, punched in the face. Right. And so you don't know who you really are yes, until sir. you have nothing left. And you either have to be a bowl of jello or stand up and be, you know, Lincoln was not the big statue. You know, y- yes, he sir. was a guy who was freaked out just as much as I would be freaked out. 100%. All of them were.
1: Yeah, after the fact, you're just like okay that well I did that. That was obvious. Yeah, (laughs) I should've but while he's going through it.
0: Terrified. Yeah. Terrified. And so I, I think that we give the younger generation and people look at us and say, I don't know. And honestly, when push comes to shove, you remember saving Private Ryan? Oh yeah. I've always been afraid that I would be that guy who was on the stairs that just was crying and just oh, frozen. Oh, 100%. Right? Yes. And you won't know right. until you're in that situation. Yes, sir. And it scares
1: me that maybe that's who I am. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I, so I had this exact same, we were talking about this topic with Marcus. And because uh, I'm curious, you know, because it, I was thinking like, man, if they're coming over here, if anybody was going to attack this country, you know, please do it now while we've got these oh, guys yeah. that like a Marcus Luttrell, you know, to mm-hmm. lead us because like we've got, I've got a buddy uh, my, that I rodeoed with and he he's going into Iraq and he's the first Marine fighting in Iraq and the, all the guys around him never seen battle, you know? Well now we got 20 years of some, some Patriots that like they know how to handle themselves. And so anyways, I'm talking to Marcus about this and I was like, um, like, are you nervous about the, ne- and and he said, um, he said, no, like a, a resounding, absolutely not. And he pointed at, I had two interns there that are younger and he pointed at, he's like, this generation right here, they're going to handle it. They're going to handle it. And, uh, and I hadn't really thought about it like that. And it was just this wave of hope mm-hmm. that I had. And, um, and I was like, man, you're right, you know, and, and, uh, and I wasn't, I'm not like a, I don't, you know part of my French, but I do not piss on this younger generation at right. all. Like not I've never yeah. done that. I'm just nervous about our future as an American, you yeah. know, but like to hear somebody like Marcus just say like, we're going to be all right. So have you, have you ever
0: read the uh, fourth turning is fourth turning? I think it's. Called. I've heard of it. i have not, I'm not. Read okay. So it's fat. Heard. It'll give you a lot of hope. It, it, they've taken this <laughs> um, pendulum swing that is in, economies it's 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 a wave that just happens okay and um and this one group of scientists started looking at the generations over this 80 to 100 year swing yes sir okay and they they broke them up into four different categories yes sir well the one now that's coming up and you're probably in it is the hero generation yes sir um and that last time that happened was World War II. Yes, sir. And there is something about them. Yes, sir. You know, just you know, the hippie generation that just burns things down and tears <laughs> it apart. That that generation happened eighty years before right. in the you know, in, in history all around the world. It's crazy. It it's this thing. It's uh to summarize, I think uh, strong men make good times. Uh, weak men make bad times. There you go. Something yes, like sir. that. Make yeah, hard yeah. times. No. Strong wait, wait.
1: men make soft times. Hard men make soft times. Uh, <laughs> soft, ten, soft times make soft men. men soft men make, make hard, hard times. times. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and that's true. Yes, sir. That's true. And and I believe it to be true, you know, and, and everything I do in business and in life, you know, which I'm not saying I've perfected this, but I try to think, what will I wish I had done? Like, I don't want to learn a lesson the hard way. <laughs> and, and uh um like, I want to listen to, that's part of the reason why I seek wise counsel, you know, especially in business, mm-hmm. not necessarily because i I've got some goal of, you know, owning my own Island. I don't, but essentially like I've got 17 employees that depend on me who I would like to keep employed. It's huge responsibility. Isn't it? it is. It's heavy. It's really heavy. heavy. And, um, so I try to make decisions. What will I wish I had done? And I, I, that's what I think about with this country. Like I would hate for us to learn a lesson the hard way, you know, which there's, we're learning some now and, and we have learned some, um, the thing that I just—is there a way to learn?
0: Is there a way to really learn? I mean, I've been very successful for about ten years, and did I thought the same kind of things, and was not successful for ten years, and I look at that and go, I didn't really learn anything. Yes, yeah, sir. Here, I <laughs> learned it. Hard times
1: made us, you know, you really learn things. Yes, sir. Well, and I think there's certain situations and maybe this happened in your story at certain times where it's just like there's things that are completely out of your control, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that that there's a little bit. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but there's a different kind of piece about it where it's just like. All right. Well, I couldn't avoid a meteor hitting my warehouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's certain things he, like d- that. You're, I mean, you're a Christ guy, so you you
0: relate to this. I used to. I love that phrase. By the way, that's cool. That I don't know if you uh, do you Christ use that a Christ no, guy. Uh-huh. No, but I you like are. that. I like that. So, um, uh, I used to really have a vision, and then I'm driving that way, and I want to go that way, and this is my plan, and I would not take no for an answer. Yes, sir. And Now I explore, I pray about it and I explore. And then, uh, you know, for instance, uh, uh, I just had this feeling recently that um, that uh, that success, but I don't mean it money wise or fame wise, that success on what we're trying to do is coming on this particular thing. And I was talking to my wife and I said, but I have no idea what God thinks success is.
1: Singo, so, yes
0: sir you know what i mean whatever happens when you <laughs> can heavy. get to a place where you're like i right. did everything that i thought you were telling me to do yes Lord, sir so i tried my best and, and you know what this is going to take me someplace i would have never taken me that's crazy it's it's
1: Yeah. I mean, not to just keep going back to the the Holocaust, but I I can't remember the book. You'll probably know it. I'm sure this story, but there's a, uh, I believe she might've been a Christian that was helping Jews, but she's in a camp and and where she's in that. And she's like, I'm in this camp and then the fleas come and she's just like, all right, come on, God fleas. Right. And she's just like, you know what? I better thank God for the fleas. And so she writes, and you know she writes, yeah. and thanks the Lord for the fleas. Well, come to find out, there was a a guard that was going around raping mm-hmm. women, and uh, he didn't go there because he didn't want to get fleas. And so it, the the story that and my pastor told me that I've been looking for the book ever since. But. It is I can't remember what it's by Corey Tenboom Boom, and
0: uh, and there's a great movie that came out in the seventies. I think Billy Graham actually funded it dang uh and it's it's really good the movie's right. good the book
1: is you know better obviously yes, but the the movie is really good I, I think it's you know and in business um one of my mentors he said it, you know it's kind of like pouring water on a table and you just see where it goes but essentially like you might end up somewhere where you never imagined in the first place but going back like you said it's if it's hard if you're if you look through life and success through the lens of money you you it may not end up the way you want it to but And we have already, money isn't happiness. Correct. I don't want
0: to die rich and milk toast.
1: My lawyer keeps telling me, well, he has told me, doesn't keep telling me because I don't listen to him, but he said, eventually, you know, to grow my business, I live in a town of 500, and um, we've got a little warehouse, it was, you know, just all in God's plan that I even got it, but... And people have to commute. And he was like, "Man, you, eventually you're gonna have to move your operation, you know, to a city or, or somewhere." And no, you don't. I'm just not gonna do it. Good. You know, bigger's not always better. Better is better. And and what what have because you,
0: I mean, small town, just regular guy working on a ranch. What's changed for you? Have you what's what's how are you better? and how what are the worries about you because of the changes in your life uh you may not want to share that but
1: no i don't mind sharing i mean like i it's really just the weight of so i've got there's decisions every day you know like as you probably have way more than i do but essentially like there's these decisions that after they're made and they're successful, the public can look and be like, oh, yeah, well, that was a no brainer. You know, like he was just lucky. But and then if you fail, they're like, oh, well, that was a no brainer. You shouldn't have made that decision. But like when you're in the decision, it's, it's very difficult, you know, and you're trying to make a decision about business where it's like, you know, now all of a sudden, like these six figure decisions that are they're heavy and like these 17 employees are depending on that to be successful. And one of the big ones, which I, whether it was on this podcast or not, I wanted to ask you about is just like leverage. And like, so most of my business, like I try not to use it at all, like credit or debt or at all. But there's other parts where I've thought that it might be okay to use it. And not, don't. Don't. Don't.
0: It never, I mean, that's the only thing that saved me is debt-free. Really? Debt-free. Gotta be debt-free. You just don't, don't, it's not... Worth it once you do it, then others, you know. I don't have a boss. Yes, sir. uh Well, kind of because I don't own my house
1: outright. So my boss is my bank. Which, so I do see that. But what if it was like, even for instance, like a rent house where it's like an income producing property or something like that? Or you're just saying never. So I don't, I don't like debt. Gotcha. I don't
0: like debt. But, uh, and I think debt's going to work against us. But, There's not a problem, you know, having, there's reasonable amount of debt. Right. You know what I mean? You bet. And if it's reasonable amount of debt, then I don't think, and it's making money, then I don't necessarily think that's bad. But I shy away from it myself. Um, You know, we, at one point I had 250 employees and my wife and I, we did not sleep. When it comes to bad time, we did not sleep because I saw the face Of every employee and the children and everything else. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's heavy. It's really. It is. uh, Again. That's why people should not hate business people, especially at the lower end. (laughs) You're struggling. You don't know. You're doing your best. I have not met an entrepreneur at a, you know, smallish level. I'm sure when you get to be a CEO and you're. Everybody's faceless, I'm sure it's different. But I don't know anyone who owns a company and sleeps well at night
1: in hard times. And it's not yeah. because of them. <laughs> I've got my 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 right hand man, so to speak, woman, she's uh her name's Lisa, she's a single mom, five kids. You know and we joke like i'll go into a low call or something and she manages the warehouse floor and you know she's my number two so she's technically in charge of everyone else 16 people and and uh yeah the other day she was like uh all right have fun we're dependent on you you know oh, you know scary. and and it's scary, just a joke because she knows what i think about mentally but it's crazy just at the end of the day like now it's like you know i'm the evil one You know, in some people's eyes, because of capitalism and you know the free enterprise, like now all of a sudden. But at the end of, because I would have thought, like for instance, if you made a million dollars, you got a million dollars. You know, (laughs) the younger me, that's what I would have thought. Well, now it's like, no, you might have ninety thousand. You know, like you might ten percent net is like that's and so like that's just basic yeah yeah i'd be oh you're doing pretty good yeah yeah oh, no you're 10 percent you're netting 10 right and then, well i think that's why people sometimes before taxes yeah and government's like well we need part of that <laughs> right we need part of that 90 yeah. yeah and it's what's crazy is uh the fact that people know
0: this when they ask the question should the tax should the rich pay their fair share yes okay yeah i agree with that sure what is their fair share? Right. Do you think 30%... It usually stops around 30. Do you think 30% is fair for people to be taxed? They usually say no. Once you hit 40 and 50%, they always say no. Right. And then you go back to them and say, did you know
1: that's what the rich are paying? <laughs>
0: exactly. They're, shun- they're stunned by it. Yeah. They're people stunned by it. just
1: don't know. Right. No, that's what's... It's, it's crazy. And I understand... I mean, just... Some of it makes no sense, but um, I'm just, that's what I'm trying to navigate. But that's why, I think that's
0: why your your faith, that's where your faith comes in. Yes, sir. Because if you just try to serve him, yes, sir. you can look at the failures that you'll have and go, he's bringing, he, he, he I've, counseled with him and i did my best and maybe i misheard him but you know billy graham said to me um we were talking and um uh he was just amazing i can't imagine oh he's amazing and um we were sitting in his house and he looked at (coughs) me with like these like twinkly blue eyes and he went you know i'm not afraid to die And you could see it. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of like excited. He said, although the actual dying part scares me, being dead doesn't scare me. Right, right. (laughs) You know, and uh, uh, we were talking and uh, he said, I'm not afraid to die. And I said, oh, I can tell. And he said, you know what? Everything that I've done wrong, every mistake, everybody I've hurt, everything, that all came from me. Everything good I've done there you go. came from him. Right. He said, and I know the difference, and he knows I've tried to do the right thing. Right. And it, I think it hurts more when you try the right thing and you get bashed for it. Right. Um, but
1: you can let it go. Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain piece that comes along with like being in prison for i'm sure i've not been in prison for being a christian but you know like in paul's situation but and the other thing too is just a testament i would prefer not anyway. to be in prison for any reason yeah yeah <laughs> you were gonna say, say oh it. just just like it, it, kind of getting off topic i was just thinking about paul being you know as kind of the ultimate like he's persecuted for his faith he's in prison and all he really had to do was just denounce it you know and and they let him out kind of deal and uh it's just a, a testament to somebody that holds true to their values. So. so, you know, I talked to a Chinese
0: dissident once um, and f- persecuted unbelievably for their Christianity. And uh, I said, uh, how can we pray for you? And she said, oh, well, you know what? We're praying for the United States. And I said, no. And she said, uh, that you, uh, well, she didn't say collapse, but basically that you lose your wealth. And I was like, uh, okay, that's what? Right. <laughs> and she said, you've forgotten who you are. Yeah. She said, and only till the Lord brings you down and humbles you hmm. will you remember. And then you'll rescue the rest of the world again. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a, an exciting time if we can stay humble
1: yeah i uh right yeah and 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 the getting punched in the face part you know it i just keep wondering like is this as hard as we've been punched you know like when are we when is it time to you know like is there we're not even at the bar yet so we haven't been punched yet oh gotcha we're not even at the bar i was afraid of yeah yeah and we just have to be
0: you know what's amazing to me is how many Christians I know that say they have faith and yet you'll say, You just gotta do the right thing and know that the Lord has it. That yeah, that's great, but it's not gonna work. And you're like, Yeah. What's well, not gonna work? You right. don't all of a sudden you don't <clears throat> believe in the power of God? That is truly the only thing that can save us. But he won't until we all turn back to him and go, Okay, I give, I give, I give. Right.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, there's, there's definitely, you know, like in the Bible, it talks about just certain countries and leaders and people that, you know, just kind of continually disrespect the Lord. And there's, there's certain things that happen like, Lord. Hopefully, you know I don't know who you're looking at in this country, but hopefully there's some of there's us a group of people mm-hmm. in the country that are, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying that I'm living shiny enough Me neither. To, to be given that grace right. by any means. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is hopefully there are some people that are living that kind of life are. where, you know, we can you can buy some time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, what's next for you? Um, you know, we've got <clears throat> You know, Netflix could call tomorrow about a season two. They could call in two years. You know, they kind of do what they want. And uh, they're great to work with, but you never know what they're going to do. Um, and so either either that or, you know, there's been talks of some other shows coming up. But at the end of the day, like that, those kind of calls, like they'll come and they'll go. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. My daily grind is is I've got a media team and we just we put out content on the Internet every mm-hmm. day and um i don't have a monetary goal you know i have a content goal um i think that like that's the right way to do it i feel like if i were to set like an income goal it would put too much pressure on my Mm -hmm. sales which then is like no let's bring the value first and then the sales let them fall where they may you know so from that point on it's just me navigating the back end supply Mm -hmm. chain issues same as everybody else um but yeah just trying to be wise with what little i I am blessed with as a businessman and then just try to be comedic positive uplifting voice in a you know be a light in a dark world Mm -hmm. for people like that that's it's a slow growth but you know i think it's impactful and it's created a loyal following and and um just try to daily bring value so can i ask you a question on um You know, my wife
0: and I watched that show. What was it? Grey's Anatomy for years. Good God. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you watch it for a while and you think you're a doctor. Oh, I know (laughs) what they do. They just have to, you know. And every doctor, every nurse I've ever talked to went, it is the most agonizing show. Right. it's, It's nothing like that. Right. When you watch Yellowstone. Are you are you just like for the love of Pete. How much of that show can you enjoy?
1: Oh, you know, I mean, there's parts of it that knowing what i know about showbiz maybe yeah. i'm a little bit more lenient on some of the things yeah, you yeah, might yeah. be talking about yeah. like you know they're messing with that baby calf and that baby calf jumps up and kind of runs off and right. and you know obviously the calf is at least nine days old 10 days old kind of calf which is completely i mean it's it's right. it's tv you know and so uh you know i give a little bit of i give a little bit of grace there uh but you know taylor shared in that put that show together like he is a cowboy and he does isn't it weird is it just me that the storyline
0: is that kevin costner is trying to save his ranch and this season he is trying to save it by making it famous for horses and he's got to find a way to make it famous so it stands for something and here we have the four sixes taylor sheridan who owns the four sixes is making the four sixes famous <laughs> by putting it into this show about a ranch trying to make a ranch famous to save it is it i mean it's a little weird dude. it's
1: well it's it's definitely like makes you think like ooh, i gotta see what's next yeah which is i think the whole yeah. the whole point of it but as far as like a ranch with a, a noticeable brand like that's the one you know like they're yeah, definitely see, people outside of texas don't know the four sixes is
0: like the, they'll know king ranch uh-huh. maybe but that's not the ranch in tech i mean it's a good
1: ranch, but right that's not the ranch four sixes is the right. ranch. Well, which is why why well they've they, i mean the tradition that comes with that ranch and the integrity behind the brand so um the four sixes brand meaning like actual integrity of the people that run it but then also the quality of of the horse, the qu- their their horse program is crazy bar none. Like they have a Remuda sale in October, and it's just the absolute best horses in the industry that you can imagine. Their cal cow, their cow calf operation that they have, there I mean, just everything they do is is to the nines. But they've been doing it for hundred years yeah. is the thing. But right there, that's a cluster. There's a lot of ranches right in there. You know, Pitchfork Ranches right next to it, Tongue River you know begs there's all these ranches it's cow country and so that that's another thing that that um and the way that these cowboys that's that's kind of the difference in cowboys is the country you know you'll find cowboys in arizona in, in wyoming in louisiana that you know they're all cowboys but the grass is different mm-hmm. and so how that cowboy is different um but most often you know the values that they stand for are the same so but but the four sixes is it's it's always been one where that area in there of west texas like it's just when when i was like i say when i was born my dad we lived on west camp at the pitchfork which i mean they've got it they share a fence line and uh and so those were the values that i was raised on and so watching my old man that's kind of where i where i picked up on that but it it was a, it was a neat thing to get to but it is a pleasure. Well, to talk I, to you. I wanted to ask you. I don't know how much time we have, but about your book, um, "The I'll Great Reset." Yeah. Um, anyway, we we may not. I will have get a lot you. Time, a, yeah, but
0: I'll, I'll get you a copy of it. <clears throat> I will tell you that uh, it is our World War II. Yes, sir. If we don't learn this you and bet. do it and find ourselves to each other, we're done. and it's coming fast yes sir and a year and a half ago we started doing research on it and i thought right i can't really yeah and it got worse and worse and worse and worse and they don't they're not afraid they're not afraid to admit
1: it i mean and it's all out in the open it's all there well now that marcus luttrell's like my best friend i fancy myself a a seal and i run (laughs) I, I'm pretty much a seal. You're probably I take the a, best seal. Pro, yes. Yes. I take a 30 second cold shower in the morning and then I run like three quarters of a mile. Yeah. So I'm, you know, pretty much made well, it through base training. I take a cold training. shower and then I run 10 miles, and but it doesn't look like it. But w- like. Well, I, I listen <laughs> to books when I'm running. Really? And so that needs to be my next book. Yeah. Is it on? Yeah. It comes out Monday listening? on Audible. It'll be on Audible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So nice. Thank yep. you, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's you been bet. a pleasure. Mine. Yes, thank sir. You.
0: Just a reminder, I'd love you to rate and subscribe to the podcast and pass this on to a friend so it can be discovered by other people.